Starting soon, the Monday Market Highlights podcast will be exclusively available on Milford's new podcast channel called On Track with Milford. Search On Track with Milford on your podcast app and tap subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes. You're listening to the Monday Market Highlights brought to you by Milford. Good morning. It's Monday the 17th of July and I'm Nick from Milford. Looking at the key economic news from last week, Domestically, on Friday it was announced that the current RBA governor, Phil Lowe, will not renew his tenure and that he will finish his term in mid-September as scheduled. The role will be filled by Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock, who has been appointed for the next seven-year term. The market will be watching closely to understand where Michelle sits on the dove-hawk spectrum. In the US, we had the June inflation numbers out, with both headline and core CPI coming in softer than expected. Headline inflation slowed to 0.2% month-on-month, below consensus of 0.3%, and down from 0.4% in May. Core inflation, the more important measure for the Fed, also slowed to 0.2% month-on-month, below consensus of 0.3%, and the softest print since February 2021. There were large market movements post the soft print, with equities higher, US Treasury yields lower, and the USD materially weaker. The print giving the market further hope that the US economy can manage a soft landing. We also had a strong preliminary University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey out for June, rising for the second consecutive month to 72.6, well above forecasts of 65.5. Current economic conditions improved to 77.5 from 69 last month, and consumer expectations improved to 69.4 from 61.5. Importantly, the five-year inflation expectation number edged slightly higher to 3.1% versus 3% last month. The strong print pushed the case for further tightening at odds with the soft inflation print earlier in the week. Lastly in the US, we also had the NFIB Business Optimism Index out for June, a survey of small business owners in the US that measures the expectation and outlook for the economy, their sales, and their employment among other factors. The index rose more than expected in June to 91 versus consensus of 89.9 and up from 89.4 in May. It is worth noting that the share of small firms expecting to raise prices fell to the lowest level in more than two years, and that inflation continues to be the most important concern for them. In the UK, with the employment data coming in softer than expected, the number of people employed was well below expectations coming in at 102,000 versus consensus of 125,000. The unemployment rate was also softer, coming in at 4% versus consensus of 3.8%. In the UK, we also had the wage growth numbers out, with the average weekly earnings excluding bonuses up 7.3%, further strengthening the view that the Bank of England will hike 50 basis points in August. Finally in New Zealand, with the RBNZ interest rate decision where after 12 consecutive hikes, Adrian Orr kept the OCR unchanged at 5.5%. Details in this statement noted that inflation is expected to continue to decline from its peaks and that there are signs of the labour market easing. Turning to equity news... Viva Energy reported a soft Q2 with the key driver being ongoing impacts of the refinery turnaround at Geelong. Group EBITDA was 360 million, 16% below consensus, with the key driver of the miss being the Geelong refinery margins, which were impacted by higher operating costs driven by shipping activities and the need to purchase product to replace Geelong volumes. Viva reiterated that they expect these issues to be short term and for the refinery to return to full operation in September. Neuron Pharmaceuticals was up 17% on Friday after it was announced that Arcadia will now have the exclusive license for trifinitide globally. Neuron had to receive 100 million US dollars up front plus potential milestone payments of up to 427 million dollars as well as royalties. Megaport shares also traded positively last week after they outlined to the market their new profitability strategy focusing on cost out and stabilizing revenue. 
They upgraded their guidance with underlying EBITDA now expected to be 19 to 21 million, up from the previous 16 to 18 million. Finally, global earnings kicked off last week with good results from the banks on Friday. Among the banks that reported, JP Morgan bet on most metrics and guided to higher net interest income for the year, and Wells Fargo also raised net interest income and noted that they see little signs of systemic weakness across the commercial portfolio. Looking at the week ahead, it's a busy week of earnings on the global front. Naming a few, we have Morgan Stanley on Tuesday, Goldman Sachs, Tesla and Netflix on Wednesday, TSMC on Thursday and American Express on Friday. On the macro front, on Tuesday we have the RBA minutes, of which the market will be watching closely to analyse the RBA's outlook. On Wednesday we have the US retail sales, UK inflation and New Zealand CPI. And finally, we have the Australian employment data out on Thursday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, this podcast is moving to Milford's new podcast channel. Search On Track with Milford on your podcast app and tap subscribe so you don't miss out.